Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rouse. Today we are discussing Halloween 2018, directed by David Gordon Green, producer, director, and writer. David Gordon Green is known for a number of projects, specifically with Jonah Hill's crew, uh, Danny McBride's crew. Um, We have James Franco in the mix. He's kind of involved with these folks. So, Halloween 2018 is supposed to be the official sequel to the Halloween 1978 John Carpenter original. And... As everyone knows, if you have been in the loop and not under a rock for the past, I don't know, 20 years, um, or I guess it's been 40 years now, um, since the original, um, that there has been a number of sequels that have been Halloween 2, 3, 4, 5, I think 6, H2O, Resurrection, and who, I, I forgot some other ones, but I mean, I think there's honestly been up to 12 at this moment, uh, Halloween, um, movies, sequels, um, some featured, uh, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, and some didn't, but forget all of that, evidently this is the official sequel, and I'm here to tell you if it's worth seeing. So Halloween 2018 was done, uh, well, I like to talk about the budget on the original. The original was was completed on a $300,000 budget in 1978. Now, uh, I haven't done the inflation numbers, but um, half of that went to the lens they used. So really, the entire movie was uh, shot on a $150,000 budget. The 2018 budget... Um, for Halloween 2018, was $10 million. So, do we have another hit, just like the original? The original went on to gross up to $43 million, I think, or and plus more, plus sequels. Um, the, this 2018 version is also another low-budget... Um, it's not considered an indie movie like the original one was, but uh, it, it, it's, it's balling on a budget. Let's see if it can, you know, uphold with uh, the writers of uh, Danny McBride, and I believe David Gordon Green is also on the screenplay, and uh, Jeff Fraidley. Um But yeah, so we have a team of individuals that are 
Danny McBride and David Gordon Green are well known for having stooped in comedy. So do we have uh, a good balance of horror, thriller, and comedy now that we have a different uh, take and different perspective on it? The previous 20 years, we've had directors such as Rob Zombie that have tried to uh, illuminate the lore and... I don't know, he really changed up the game on what Halloween was uh, geared toward. But this franchise, the, the Rob Zombie's franchise, is is going to be pushed to the side. Everything we've known is pushed to the side. And they, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, really wanted to make uh, an, an homage to... Uh, to the original and pay tribute to the great John Carpenter original Halloween. So let me do the breakdown real quick of the synopsis. I'm trying to get everything hour and 46 minutes. I'd say the runtime is pretty good. Synopsis of Halloween 2018 is Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. So, I guess before we really go into a nosedive of if this works or not as a sequel, should you watch the original Halloween? My answer is, yeah. It, it This, um... This 2018 version does a good job of uh, in illuminating his background, and you you really you really don't have to, but I think it's extremely beneficial, and you get to see insight, and you see so many different tributes, homages, and uh, and and just stylistic director flair, cinematic takes that are almost directly from the original people that the way people are killed the way people are um shot the way the the way it's directed is very similar to the john carpenter version now there are problems with the original just like there are with the 2018 um but the original definitely does a good job of uh of bringing a successful horror film that's still relevant today just about and David Gordon Green's 2018 does an excellent job to complement that 1978 version so um the original um i'd say there's some writing problems there's a couple the tone can be a little shifty in my opinion the abruptness of certain scenes can be jarring at sometimes um but other than that i think this is a very successful sequel to halloween 1978 so, um, 
I'm going to go through the actors real quick, just of who we have on the team, or on the, um, who's behind, who's in front of the camera. David Gordon Green, uh, director of Pineapple Express, Your Highness, uh, producer and writer on Eastbound and Down. Um, he's he's done a, quite a l lot of stuff. Um, I thought it was interesting that he was chosen for this. I think he does a wonderful job at bringing uh, a, a great direction to this film. He clearly watched the original, I don't know how many times, because the, the film just complements it in so many ways. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie, Laurie Strode, once again, she's excellent, but something about... She, uh, the way she's introduced is she's the grandmother of the family that is, uh, of the main family that we are following. And the way that this family is, uh, is treating Laurie Strode is almost preposterous in, in, in my opinion. So, the actors of, uh, of, of the family, Laurie Strode's, uh, daughter is played by Judy Greer who plays Karen Judy Greer's uh daughter so uh Laurie Strode's granddaughter is Allison played by Andy Michalik and James Jude Courtney plays the shape um uh, evidently oh and Nick Castle plays the shape as well I guess we got several people playing the shape um we have Haluk Belligren, I, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, uh, who's playing Dr. Sataran, who has trained under Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis, uh, who was the psychiatrist of Michael Myers in the original 1978, has passed away since, um, since then, and he, um, what was his name? Dr. Loomis is... Two seconds, I'm going to find Dr. Loomis's name. Um, but yeah, the, the original Dr. Loomis was excellent in his uh, kind of little over-the-top delivery, but um, it would have been great to have him back. Donald Pleasance plays uh, Dr. Loomis in the 1978 version. And <clears throat> he's always talking about the mythology of Michael Myers and he's basically hyping up his lore uh, he's he's uh saying you know this this is what happened on that one night when he killed his sister and um in the 1978 version in uh he comes back on Halloween night because we don't know why and so now in the 2018 version we have this new guy, Dr. Sataran, who is the new psychiatrist for um, for Michael Myers. And uh, we also have Will Patton back, who was the original officer um, in 1978, which I had no idea he was the original guy in the 1978 version. Um let me see. I had no idea he was Will. Let me see. 
I actually, no, it, it was not Will Patton. He was not actually the officer there. Um, hmm. I don't see the officer that was in the 1978 version. But uh, evidently Officer Hawkins was there. Um, so let me get into a couple of uh, problems I have with the movie. I think I've kind of done a good job doing the... Um, breakdown of the actors there are some weak spots in the actors um judy greer felt like she was stilted as a board i've seen this lady act and she can act she can she can seriously act and i don't know why there is close to a handful of scenes where it feels like she's reading straight off of a cardboard um or, you know, straight off a marker board, whatever whatever the lines are written on. Um, or right off a prompt. She had, like, her first take used on all of her scenes. And so I had a real problem with uh, some of the delivery coming from, specifically some of the family dynamics I thought were a little weird. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is so good in the original and in 19 and in this one she's playing an excellent version of someone who's had ptsd for i don't know how long um 40 years i guess that that would make sense um so she's in her 60s roughly in her 60s um and the cool thing about it is this movie really puts you in the shoes of where somebody that has been attacked by that crazy, that somebody of that level of craze, um, craziness, um, where they would be at 60 years old. They'd be, they're either going to be crazy or they're going to be freaking ready or, or both, you know? And, uh, Laurie Strode is, it, it, as you can see in the marketing, she is ch -ch ready. I mean, she's, she's, probably more ready than most of the police in this movie another problem um so yeah the execution of this movie is so well done it's it's a trip it's a ride you definitely should see it in theaters um the score works so well it definitely complements the first one as i've as i've said um, it just helps to have seen the first one because you just see so much of the first one in this and the modern takes that this has on it are so cool. Um, this movie definitely takes a little bit from shows and movies like Hannibal and Silence of the Lambs, it feels like. Um, at some parts of, what well, walking out, I feel like I felt like I was, I knew what was sort of going to happen most of the time. The, the end did catch me off guard, but I also felt like I was always three scenes behind. Um, it's kind of weird describing that. I guess like the, the storytelling went so good and slow and methodical in some places. 
but then when the action ramped up, I was like, holy shit, 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 yeah, and and you're trying to get, get your step and get your footing, and you're you're trying to figure out what is going on, and by the time you figure out what's going on, we're kind of going to the next scene. So, I was somewhere between... I was somewhere between I I didn't want to be in the place I was, like the location. I never felt like I was in the location I wanted. I never I don't it's very weird. I always felt like I was three steps behind Michael and I guess for for anyone that has seen the original, I guess we're we're so with Jamie Lee Curtis's character for most of the time. For this, I feel like she's pushed. Uh, the the storylines are are so divided that we don't get to spend enough time in her shoes or with her. I that I honestly think I could have watched a mini series. I think that's what I'm coming to right now. Is I could have watched this in two parts. I could have watched it as a mini series. It was extremely. Extremely compelling. It's gory. It's violent and uh, unpleasant at times to watch. Um, it's shot incredibly well. The music's done to to a T. the The original score is used uh, in this movie just to um, just to enhance it, and it is excellent. the The problem is, I really think that they have so much story. And so much killing and so much suspense to get to that there's just not enough time. And I think this movie could have run two hours and I would have been just as happy. Um, yeah, I I had a, a really good time with this movie. It's probably going to make my top ten for this year. Maybe on the lower tier. Um, yeah, I, let me see if I can talk about it anymore without spoiling it. Um, I think the, the crowd really dug it. It kind of reminded me of how the crowd was reacting to a quiet place. They, they really liked that. Um, Kelly was with me and she said she was going to fall asleep. She never did. There, there's never a chance for you to really fall asleep. Just even in the opening is excellent. So, um... Let me see. Um... Yeah, I think that we've covered it as much as we can in spoiler-free section. Um, let's get to the spoilers. Sorry, I was losing little bit of <clears throat> moisture in the mouth needed a little bit of quenching of the thirst so um let's get the spoilers you better have seen halloween 2018 by now holy shit was that shit not crazy was that shit not like balls to the wall crazy? I mean, the first scene with the checkered 
pattern on the ground, the red and white with the psychiatrists and the podcasters and him yelling at the the Michael Myers and we don't even get to see his face. All we see is the mask and all these people freaking out and it's like, and everyone's like, it's like a disturbance in the force. I mean, that shit was just off the wall, man. I was like, first scene and then it's like, first of all, the podcaster should not have been yelling at him. I was like, dude, you're yelling at a guy that has killed a thousand, uh, not a thousand, uh, a handful of people and you're almost about to step over the line, over the devil's line get choked the fuck out i was like i don't know what the fuck is about to happen but you don't want to be yelling at michael myers with his mask in his in your hand that's that's one thing for sure you know that's going to come back to bite you in the ass um let me see a couple things about this movie that felt like uh plot lines that were dropped i thought the podcaster one the male was still gonna live um Never got resolution to anything with the sheriff in that damn hat. I mean, he looked ridiculous. Redamn-diculous with that cowboy hat. Um, the psychiatrist, Mr. Satan... Or, yeah, I'm just calling him Mr. Satan. It's, uh, Sartan, what was his name? Um, that was crazy with that... Uh, all of a, uh, Well, first of all, they they pull the damn Pulp Fiction when they see... Mar- uh, Michael Myers just walking around and in hit him with the damn car just and the psychiatrist is like fuck that and said and goes straight in the neck um kills Will Patton I was like this is a crazy fucking twist I mean there was definitely a couple signs that he was like I really want to know what the evil is like <laughs> the evil and at the beginning, there's kind of like a, a thorough line joke that he was like, Dr. Doctor Loomis said, Michael Myers is very evil. And I thought that was just like, like, okay, dry humor because it was just an overblown line from the 70s. Um, but, hell, this guy really did want to know what the hell the evil was like. And when he took Will Patton out, I was just like, holy shit, this is fucking terrifying and we have um allison in the back of the cop car when all this is happening it is it is just a brutal fucking scene um through most of this uh is is difficult to watch because i guess something about killing people with a knife and with bare hands is just so brutal and it's hard to watch um this is why I, I was never really into horror growing up, and I was more of into action thriller and mind-bending type um, psychological thrillers. But there is something to be said for the type of suspense that is required and the type of directing that is required um, that goes into this. That it, it feels like a real formula to make you scared. And... Just kind of like what, putting yourself in the shoes of the person, and it, it makes you want to say, what w- what would you do in that scenario? And Laurie Strode is the epitome of what somebody would probably do after forty years of being scared shitless and living like twenty, uh, within like twenty minutes of where this guy has been locked up. So, um, 
this movie suffers from being in 2018. They they need news reports. They need tweets. They need to have it relevant to the time. I know they probably were leaving hashtags and cell phones really to the side so that they could make this a timeless piece. But if you want to make this as relevant as possible, people are going to have texting. People are going to have cell phones. There's going to be some sort of manhunt. When a bus full of killers is, is you know, t- tipped over in the middle of the night and people are dead, there should be alerts. There should be things going off. It feels like the movie was really playing to the sensibility that we don't have cell phones or we don't have instant communication. And in some scenarios, they were using it to, like, Allison's terrible, abusive boyfriend grabs her cell phone, throws him in the pudding, which is by far one of the worst things I've seen in cinema this uh in a relationship this year from like an abuse standpoint I was like that is just trash um especially cause he was the one that fucked up so um yeah I understand that they had to remove the cell phones they had to remove the communication lines and many many times but the police were so slow in this. They know that how dangerous this guy is. There's an amber. There's there's uh, alerts issued, and the writing is to a point where it feels like we're back in the '80s again. So the time bendingness in this is a little shift. Is it's a little shifty? As in, why are people not having? Apple watches to text each other, call each other. There's no one, this communication is almost non-existent. And it really shows with Judy Greer's character, Karen, pushing Laurie Strode's character, who was attacked when when she was in her teens, late teens, by Michael Myers. And he's, and he's, uh, and he's loose. I mean, there's straight up a scene where, uh, Laurie Strode is pretending to be, you know, a, a robber in Karen's house, and that's what gets her kicked out of the house. I mean, there's two scenes where she's like, Mom, you got to get help. Mom, you got Yeah, yeah, Laurie Strode's probably the person that does need help, but she's also the one that was prepared. She was the one that was ready. She was the one that was ready. They all came to her. Dad was joking around, and he got squirt. Um... <laughs> I, 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 I try, I, I, as us, as the character, she is who we would be. We would be the people with tons of shotguns, tons of, uh, uh, cages ready, tons of mannequins to shoot in the back backyard to make sure our aim is good. It, she is who we would probably be, who, who we would hope to probably be if we were in that scenario. Um, yeah, um, let me see. The The communication was really difficult for me in this, uh, in this movie. I thought the way they treated Laurie Strode's character as a PTSD vi- victim was next to, next to God awful. Um, I was, I was just so surprised by how they wrote that. 
Um, like Allison says, to get over it. That's the worst fucking thing to say. And you're a child at in high school that knows nothing, and you're trying to say get over it. Mm. Redamdiculous. The cool things about this were definitely the homages and how much it reflects the first one. The way this ends is a little bit abrupt. I love the the standoff at the home. It really reminded me of A Quiet Place um, with the lights and the different contraptions set up. The character of Michael Myers is pretty much invincible. They, they, they make it clear he's a man and he's not just a figure like they talk about him in. But, I mean, he's shot so many times in the original 78 version. Stabbed in the eye. Falls off a two-story building. And two-story balcony. And in this, pretty much all of the above happened. Um, he shot twice in, twice in the shoulder, which is not for nothing. I mean, you, you just don't continue doing shit after you're shot in the shoulder. Gets his uh, hand, fingers blown off with a shotgun. Still going. Hit by a car going like 40. Yep, still going. It, it was re-damn-dicious. This guy gets the whirlwind. And I, I think shot again. I, I think he's shot again before he's taken down to the, uh, the trap. And the whole scene with Judy Greer and uh, as Karen and Allison... They were in the very bottom of the uh, the trap or in the uh, in the hole. I'm gonna call that little bunker thing and in, in the under the island, the hole. When Michael was trying to get under there, and he and she's pretending to be scared. She's like, "Oh my god, mom!" You know, I, she's like, she's in. Uh, let me let me go back real quick. In one line of dialogue, of explanation, we see. Judy Greer, really young, with Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, uh, getting ready for all of the craziness that possibly could ensue. It's a flashback scene at the very beginning of the movie. And it is done so quickly that I think that is where I needed to have some more um, backstory. I mean, there is... 30 years of Laurie Strode's character that we have no idea what has been going on except for the fact that she's just been kind of uh, a mess. And we hear about Judy Greer's, uh, you know, Karen Karen and Laurie growing up and Laurie teaching Karen how to shoot and how to be prepared. Um, but that that scene, there, there's, there's, there's two minutes of scene. And we need, I think we need, we need to stick with them for 10 minutes. We need to have a full knowledge of how these people grew up. There's not enough backstory and not enough connection between the the mother and daughter and granddaughter connection. Most of it is going based off of the one or two scenes that we have with them. And we kind of, we kind of get, you know, that. Lori's the quote-unquote 
crazy grandmother that likes to help her grandkids out and kind of go around the, the parents, you know, because they don't get along. And we've seen that done before in movies, but it absolutely helps to see if we have some backstory between Karen, the the daughter, and and our main character, Lori, and we get none of that. And we, 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 we do get we get one minute of it and it's done in kind of a rushed sentence of dialogue and that's where I think the breakdown comes from because we don't have an, a full emotional connection between these three individuals. It, yes, it was hype, yes it was uh female empowering, it was um it was dope the way it was done at the very end, you know. Um they 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 turned the the trope of the killer on its head and if uh if we rewind to the to when Michael Myers is about to go under uh, in the hole and uh, Karen is about to shoot him and she's crying for her mother and then all of a sudden she's like Ha ha, gotcha, bitch. Um, the the shot Michael Myers takes, he gets shot in the shoulder. She's like, gotcha, bitch. And he gets shot in the shoulder. And then uh, behind him is Laurie Strode saying, happy Halloween, bitch. And, gets sla- and slaps him with a, a pan. And it was like... A turn on its head, you know, it, it was, they, they turned the tropes, where uh, they reversed the tropes, and it was very cool how they did it, and they even did nods of, like, uh, remember when we see in the 78 version, Halloween, when Michael gets thrown off the, the, the building, or gets thrown off the second story building, and uh, we think he's dead down there, and then we turn away and turn back and I was like ding he's gone and it, there's a very there's a sim so there's a shot for shot scene of Laurie Strode doing that and that was so funny the way they had um the it was like the reverse killer effect I would say they um they they made Jane uh, they made Laurie Strode the killer and we didn't know where she was and she was being elusive and that type of thing I knew that pantry was going to come in handy at one point. I, The way it was filmed in so many scenes, I was like, why is there a door behind her? It just seems weird. It, it just feels like someone's going to have to come out of that door at one, some point. Um, every time that they kept opening that little um, downstairs bunker, I was like, someone's definitely going to come out of that pantry. I, I figured it was going to be Michael at one point, but it ended up being Laurie Strode. And that, that was uh, really, really cool uh, how they turned the, the tropes on his head. So... Yeah, it's, uh, I think this is an excellent movie. It just does suffer for some of those uh, character development flaws and a couple of those rushed scenes. There's one scene with uh, the babysitter. The, the original movie is known for being called the Babysitter Murders, which I think that's what the screenplay was called before it was called Halloween. But there's a babysitter in this movie. Um, it's uh, Allison's friend, and I, by now you've already seen it. And what? And uh, there's a hilarious, I mean, hilarious scene with. I'm gonna find this kid's name. He is so funny. Um, let's see. Uh, J- Jabriel. 
not Tim Boo, who plays Julian. And holy shit, his dialogue with <clears throat> Virginia Gardner as Vicky, the babysitter, is so funny. I think the dialogue that is... Uh, that that the riffing off each other is so funny. It is, you know what? You, and it, he's so blunt. He's so frank, and he's like, "I know you're smoking weed," and he's got like this this line delivery that is so funny. And she's like, "Well, um, well, you need to go to bed." And Dave's coming over, and he's like, "Well, Dave's gonna die," <laughs> and it is just like, um. I don't know. It, it, he's so frank and so funny with his line delivery. It, 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 it's worth the ticket price right there. Let me tell you, I didn't use any movie subscription for this. I, I, I bought the ticket. I'm, I'm still happy. It's worth the movie ticket price. price. So that's what I'd say. If you really want to get the full effect, watch the original and get the full effect. Um, you, it really benefits, it's, you, you just trust me, I, I think it's beneficial in seeing the first one too, before it. So, thank you everyone for listening, rate, share, subscribe, like a dog podcast at gmail.com. If you want to check us out on, uh, iPhone, Android, apps, check us out, we got it, I, I did want to talk a little bit more about the psychiatrist and how the cop thing went down. Um, yeah, I might just say that real quick. Yeah. The Dr. Satarin and Officer Hawkins plotline, that really went off the rails. Um, there's a couple of bad explana explanation, exposition Lines of exposition. Uh, a couple bad lines of exposition between Will Patton, Dr. Satarin, and Laurie Strode. Um, just about the the original night. And it's catching people up that haven't seen the original movie. But it's like, these people should have spoken in 40 years. I mean, there's... It doesn't make sense that the, all these people haven't spoken. So... I was saying that... Will Patton was not the original actor in the 78 version. He, he, said, he claims to have been the original, but he was not the original. Um, the whole stabbing thing, it, it really came out of left field. I think that it worked. The stabbing, uh, the Satoran stabbing, uh, what's his face, uh, Officer Hawkins. I thought it worked as a good twist. They obviously needed something to happen. But with taking Officer Officer Hawkins out, it really felt like we, we, we I felt like we didn't have anyone to to go behind because half the time Allison's running in the woods and we're not getting we're not progressing in the story whenever we're going to that side. So I don't know it 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 it, it definitely felt a little lopsided in some areas. Um, it's weird. I can't find uh, the officer in the original. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Officer Brackett, maybe. Maybe I don't know. But they. It's weird that they they make a big deal of Will Will Patton's character being in the original, which in 
real life he wasn't, but maybe the character, he was there. But this does end abruptly. I think the the killing of Michael Myers with going up in flames, done excellently, done to a T, but, I mean, literally, she just runs, all three of the women just run to the first car, jump in the back, and she, sh and for some reason, Allison still has the knife in her hand. Does this mean, dun 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 she's the killing now? Or, <laughs> um... And they they really leave it in an area that feels like what like could there be more or what? And to my knowledge, I didn't see uh, a, a stinger scene, so I don't think that there was one. But if I find that that is not the case, I'll add on to it or add it in the show notes. Check check the show notes for any corrections. Um, but yeah, so they do kind of leave the the movie in an abrupt area but it's almost like 90 percent went through the third act and so that's where i felt it could have uh expanded a little bit it kind of felt like they didn't know how to end it in a way they wanted to leave it open-ended but they also wanted to leave it uh in a way that would still make us satisfied as the viewers and i was satisfied as the viewer so um i definitely think it's worth the time check it out any other podcast you're trying to look up? We 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 just dropping podcasts like I'm hot, like they're hot. You know what I'm saying. Uh, let me pull up a quick list of things that we have released. Nineteen, the Halloween 1978 version. We just dropped Bad Times at El Royale. Venom 2018. Maniac on Netflix. If you like music, we have the Lil Wayne, the Cotta 5 album review. It's just some of our favorite tracks. Searching 2018. Mandy 2018. The Predator 2018. We got all these recent things. Don't sleep on them. Check them out. If you like the content, help us out. Rate, share, subscribe. Lucky Dog Podcast. Thank you. And take it easy. You need help. Evil is real. There's a reason we're supposed to be afraid of this night. I've been preparing for this for a long time. It is not safe to be on the street tonight. Go home! Get out of here! Get inside! Michael! He's here. He is a killer. But he will be killed tonight. Happy Halloween, Michael. Initial impressions of Halloween 2018, Kelly. <laughs> Is that the movie? It was Kelly's section of the movie. Um, initial impressions. Walking out, what did you think about it? I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was really awesome. It was a fun time. Yeah. I initially thought I was going to fall asleep because I was going into it thinking... I've watched all the other Halloween movies. You've seen all the Halloween 2, 3, 4, 5? Not, no, 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 I shouldn't say that. Not all of them, but I mean, I've seen... The majority of them? Yeah. And so... Over the course of... None of them have been... Oh, you know what? I want to watch it again. Like, I don't even re-watch every Halloween. Like, every year. 
Right. You know right. what I mean? When like when October gets here, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not one of those people that has religiously to, yeah, watches. watches all of the old movies all you know all over again. Mm-hmm. But like this, I could watch again just because I liked it so much. Absolutely, I think. Like I said earlier in the podcast, this is part two of the podcast, by the way, spoiler section already, yeah. um, that this movie works on so many different levels. It works on a PTSD level. It works on uh, the hashtag Me Too level. Mm-hmm. It works on uh, a horror horror and suspense level. Mm-hmm. It has comedy chops, It uh, and it has a lore. It has the Michael Myers lore. It has the Laurie Strode lore it has these characters that we've known and sort of grown with for the past 40 years yeah where do you recall in any of the older films the the kid that was like being babysat being so hilarious no so i did (laughs) i did watch the original one the uh (coughs) 1978 version Mm -hmm. and the original one is actually referred to as the babysitter murders yeah and so they reached, They changed it to Halloween when they created the movie. Yeah. Um. So in the full movie in the first one, in the original one, he's going around killing babysitters. Yeah. And they are Laurie Strode's friends. Yeah. And do we know why? Have we ever figured out one why he killed his sister? Was that because his sister was his babysitter and she did something to make him mad? Or we think that it has something to do with sex. Oh. So oh well. In the original one, we see him from a first-person perspective. We see we are in the eyes of a ten-year-old. We are going around uh, Michael Meyer, uh, Michael Myers' high house, and we see him, his his uh, his sister and her boyfriend just finish up having sex. It's like a ten-second scene. I mean, they literally have sex for ten seconds. Yeah. And because he's outside the house and he's looking around and he's kind of like being like a voyeur, you know, he's like. And she was supposed to be babysitting him. I guess so, possibly. And he goes in and he sees his sister topless, naked, brushing her hair. And we see this clip in the movie yeah. and stabby, stabby, stabby. Yeah, and stabby, kills stabby. Him. Uh, and so, and I think at Halloween 2, the second movie, mm-hmm. they, John Carpenter, the director, wrote that Michael Myers was the brother of Laurie Strode. And so that's why she was... Uh, hunted down by him all the time but that's not accurate anymore after this movie they even talk about it in one line in this yeah they say oh isn't he the the brother of laurie strode and they're like no that's a myth which really that's a retcon they 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 did say that he was the brother they wrote it in but then it was like "Eh." yeah they were like "Eh." well apparently john carpenter just wrote it because he just had to have a reason to write another halloween script so they gave him a backstory Gotcha. Most people think Michael Myers works better without a backstory. Yeah. Um, this movie can be looked on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. It could be looked on as pro NRA if you look at it lo- uh, long enough. You're like, I got to get a gun after that, you know? Um, <laughs> I saw a lot of complaints. <clears throat> I, I mean, of people being like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is so you know, what is it where you're against guns? Pro Second Amendment. Yeah, but then she. She's against them. I think she actually came out and said she's pro-Second Amendment. Pretty okay, well, I saw something, and it was like, you know, I can't believe that in the new Halloween movie, Jamie, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis? <clears throat> yes. 
is wailing, like, you know, wailing around guns after stating all of that, how she's up up against someone. Someone was like, you know how she does those Activia commercials? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck do you want her to do? Shove so much act- Activia down his throat until he shits himself like, and dies? <laughs> like, what, what did y'all want her to do? <laughs> Shits himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It, that be, was funny. It'd be uh, truly effective. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I felt like all the women in this were really badass. Okay. All yeah. of them. I, the granddaughter kind of irritated me. Okay. The daughter really irritated me with her fucking Christmas sweater. It's like she's she's forcing it to not be this. <laughs> yeah, she's forcing it to not be this thing that her mom has tried to, you know. Yeah. Protect it, her. It, from. Protect her for forty years. From, yeah. Um. But we're spoiling, right? Yeah, we're in spoilers. Okay. So when she's down there, and you know, she's like, "This has been my childhood, mm-hmm. pretty much," and she's down in a little hole in, under the house. And when she's like, Mom, I can't do it, she's like crying, screaming, and he shows up, and she's like, gotcha, and she fucking shoots him. So has she just been putting on that front for 40 fucking years, or however long it's been since she's been like, you know, fuck this, I can't be around my mom anymore? In my opinion, I felt like we were cheated on the last 40 years of their relationship, and it was given two lines of dialogue, and and they keep telling Laurie Strode's character to get over it. Yeah, that that's... is the most goddamn ridiculous thing I have heard. Any like, imagine one of our grandparents or parents had gone through a traumatic event where they were hunted down by an individual with a knife. Yeah, and everyone that and night like, was hey, dead. They he's were... in a saint. He's in an insane asylum. He's being you know transferred over. He's gonna be you know put to death. Get over it. Laurie Strode's best friends were knifed and strangled that night by that guy. Yeah. And it, it just blew my mind that the Judy Greer and... Uh, the, I don't know what their Judy Greer are. is the, the, her immediate daughter mm-hmm. and then the granddaughter. I don't remember her name. But her, I think in the movie her name's Allison. Gotcha. Um, I think it's Allison and Karen. I think. Um, yeah, I was just like... Why are they treating Laurie Strode like she hasn't been through this shit already? You know? And... Granted, we haven't been there. We it like we we were not there. Like you, you have not seen the '78 version, right? Yeah. In a long time, or if you have very minor bits of it, you don't really know. You just know the lore, you know. Yeah. Um. So, it's like they treat it as if the individuals hadn't seen 1978. They didn't know that she had gone through hell, you know. Mm-hmm. And they don't treat her like a PTSD victim, kind of, you know. Yeah. Um. And I had heard that this was very relatable in the the Me Too movement, especially because of uh, uh, assaults that had happened and uh, people not being there to witness it. So it was like, did it really happen kind of thing? Yeah. It's like, Laurie Strode is the epitome of someone that had had something happen to her. Yeah. So, um, one thing I need to correct before I forget, I... I wasn't sure if Michael Myers was dead or not. Evidently, there is a wide shot after the the whole downstairs goes in flames, and we do not see Michael Myers in there anymore, although the gate's closed. Everything's closed. We yeah. saw everything close up. Yes. We were giving no, we were given no, you know, possible thought that he could have gotten out of there. Except for the fact there's a half shot of the room, and he's not in it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that he, he had to have just, like, hit the, he, it could have been him hitting the ground. Oh. 
Excuse Blanche. me. Blanche. Eight town. Bias. Back on topic. So yes, we we get a. Hat. It could have been that he hit the ground. He died. If we don't see the body. I know. I didn't. I mean, I thought because I know I said it as soon as because you know it shows the standing at the top of the stairs. Everything is shut. The gate is shut. It shows him standing there. Yeah, yeah. And it, then it shows them running out. Which irritates me. That, like, hell, they don't just light them up right there. They should have just... Yeah. They should have just, like, all three yeah. of them. The, the thought, the whole, because the whole, I've seen it in other movies. You think you can just light a room on fire, shut a door, and leave, and the person's going to die. Like, they're not going to scramble to live. We've seen it. We've yeah. seen it before. Like, they, they should have been shooting him... Fucking, you know, from me to you in the fucking face. Just lighting his ass up. There was numerous accounts, numerous times they have a gun directly at his face. They could have taken him right out. Yeah. But then... They got to make a sequel. But then, that would be the end of the movie. Yeah. It would be the end of everything. And then they would have seen the money they made this weekend on a $10 million budget. How much did they make? 70 Seven million, <laughs> just domestically, just in in the states. Um, you need on on most budgets for uh, to be considered a successful movie. Mm-hmm. If you spend ten million dollars, you need to make at least thirty million. Yeah. This has made it surpassed that right? seven times that, over, almost eight times that on. The first weekend. So, let's... Norm- this makes me want to go watch it again. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it, I think this has been one of the highest grossing Octobers uh, to date. I mean, we had Venom a couple weeks ago, which was a big comic book movie. Um, so, that was expected to bring $90 million in. We this heard is a lot of bad about that. Oh, yeah, it was bad. But did it bring in a lot of money? Yeah, because, I mean, naturally, the, the, the main actor, Tom Hardy, he's... Uh, He's a superstar. Yeah. Um, he's going to bring in a large audience. If it wasn't him, I don't think it would have made $90 million. Probably would have been 70 yeah. Um, But still, this is incredible. Halloween, $77 million on the first weekend. Next weekend is probably going to make half that. They normally, the budget normally goes down. The, it tears how much, down. tears down much. about 50%. Gotcha. Depending on how good or not. Crazy Rich Asians, that only dropped like 80%. So they, if it's highly received highly well received like this weekend is going to be halloween they release it two or three weekends before halloween so that when it is halloween it's like oh we got to go see it again or yeah. you know we got to go see it for the i first would definitely time. go watch it again Absolutely. i want to take the kids to watch it okay i don't know <laughs> Riker, Riker would freaking love that movie kelly's the type of person that has no problem taking her kids to a mass murder or slasher film that's rated r and they're all under the age of 10 well two of them are i'd say two of them well i wouldn't take blaine that's why I said two. Yeah, so only one of them that I would take is under ten. Yeah, well, technically they're technically they're all under ten because Kais is nine. Okay, that's what I'm <laughs> I saying. I don't have a ten year old yet. I'm Thank saying you. every. I'm <laughs> saying she's willing to bring kids under ten, uh, ten and under to this. So yeah, Kais Kaisen would like it. Riker say the would whole age love age. it. Kaisen's nine. Mm-hmm. Riker is seven, and Riker would love that movie. See, if I would have seen half of those kills, like. The, one of the first kills is a child. A child? Yeah. 
The boy. The, the boy, boy in the truck with his dad. What would you think about that? And I his, didn't like that. Well, his his first... Spoil, a little spoiler for It. There's kids in that. Yeah. And when you take off kids at the beginning of uh, a movie, mm-hmm. it shows how dangerous this object can be. This this entity. But see, but I have such a different feel about It than I do Michael Myers. Because in It, it's try not, like... Try not to spoil it too, too much. Just kind of be broad. Okay. But in It, you know it's about a clown. Mm-hmm. Children chasing after a clown. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like it's... It's enticing. It's 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 specifically geared toward kids, but yeah. this is not geared toward kids. That's, that's, so I don't feel... The way I feel about watching it and letting my kids watch it, mm-hmm. I don't... I mean, I would let my kids watch Halloween, too, but, like, to me, it's not surprising to see children being hurt in the movie It. Okay, well... To turn around and watch Michael Myers kill a child. It's a seven-foot man strangling a a child, right? Yeah. And banging his head against him. Is that how he killed him? I thought he had uh, suffocated him or something. I thought... I, I like, closed my eyes because I really didn't want to... I remember... No, I think it was with the baby. Whenever we had the baby crying, Mm -hmm. I remember looking at you like, this better not happen. And just, like, I kept looking, like, keeping my eyes over there because I really didn't want to see that. I had heard Jamie Lee Curtis made those sounds for the baby. Yeah, no, we heard that. that? We heard that this morning. That was crazy, right? That would be really weird. Slash film uh, (laughs) daily has some great facts about the spoilers of Halloween 2018. Yeah. You should check them out. Um, the What do you think about the twist and the turn with... Um, well, one, we hear breathing at the very end of the credits. I didn't, I I didn't talk about that. I don't think it's Michael. I think it's the granddaughter. Okay. And granted, uh, like I said earlier, the Slash Film cast uh, has uh, obtained an interview that says David Gordon Green, the director, mm-hmm. um, says that breathing at the very end was the granddaughter not michael myers yeah which everyone thought it was michael myers yeah to say that he was still living to say he's still alive yeah um what do you think it means that we have a big zoom close-up on the knife i uh, at the very end of the movie now i i think there are a couple easter eggs that uh me as a viewer that hasn't seen halloween two through mm-hmm. uh i don't know Ten, I don't know. I I've only seen the very original one, yeah. the original Halloween. So I didn't catch any of the Easter eggs. This might have been an Easter egg to an, uh, one of those Halloween four or five. Yeah. I know the cops were supposed to be uh, uh, from Halloween four or five or six or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about the knife? About zooming into the knife. Yeah, she like I had predicted. I think in she's going to start killing. People. You, you, you think she's undoubtedly going to start killing people i mean to have the second one feel organic in your prediction do you think that a second movie having the granddaughter be the murderer is having a different character play not play michael myers but a sub to michael myers i guess i don't know yeah almost like a proxy yeah. like at one point <coughs> i thought the doctor <coughs> doctor satan was going to be the uh, satan sartan 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 yeah I, boy i just folded those uh, I, I got you i got you i got you i got you um <laughs> do you think we're going to like at one point i thought the mask was uh making people crazy you know like Mm-hmm. Sartan is in the car when the the Freddy uh, I keep Freddy uh, Michael Myers gets hit, mm-hmm. and then he turns around and is like, 
stabs the cop. Dr. Sarton stabs the cop when they... You remember? Michael's not in the car when that happened. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying... And the cop is the, driving the car, the whole runs twist, him over. The whole yeah. twist ending. What do you, it's not really a twist. It's more like a 10-second twist. But what do you think about that? I didn't like that. You didn't... I didn't like it. Because I was just like, fuck no. Damn it. Like, the doctor's gonna, you know, bring him back to health and make Michael okay again and... I knew Michael was going to kill that fucking doctor, though. You did? Yeah. I mean, as soon as... It kind of felt like it was going to happen, and I was like, is Michael going to take <coughs> Lori's daughter? And... Why do you think he didn't kill her in the back of that truck? I... He had the opportunity to kill her, to strangle her the way he did that other kid in that truck, but he didn't. I figured it would have been a good, uh... Like, it's it's something to... To lure Lori out. I thought that she was going to be like a... Yeah, like you needed her to... Yeah, yeah to lure her out. To get her out. Um, Use her as bait, mm-hmm. I guess. Dude, I love... my One of my other... Like, one of my favorite scenes is when he's looking out the window. He's looking down and Lori's on the ground because she fell out of the house. He turns around. He looks back down and she's gone. And I'm like... I'm like now you know what it feels like, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, it's... You know what that whole, like... Fuck! Shit! Yeah. Feel it feels like. Well, I, what makes this such a fun uh, reboot sequel is it turns the regular tropes from the original one mm-hmm. on its head. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we see the granddaughter looking outside and she's like looking and she sees her, uh, Lori, Lori Strode, her, her grandmother, mm-hmm. outside standing, you know, mm-hmm. when she's in class. In the original one, that's supposed to be Michael Myers. Gotcha. And it's Laurie Strode in class. And then gotcha. she looks back and he's gone. Similar, um, you remember Dave? You remember how Dave, you remember, Dave, you gonna die. Her boy, yeah, yeah. that one girl's boyfriend. Yeah, okay, so the way he, Dave is killed, he's killed into the, or he's like stabbed into the wall yeah. with a knife. Yeah. Almost shot for shot as a, a very similar to the original one. Mm-hmm. A boyfriend of a babysitter gets stabbed to a wall like that. Gotcha. Um, and I think I told you, like you just said, the uh, rolling away, the disappearing act. It's like they turn all the tropes on its head. So they almost put Laurie Strode as the the slasher. Yeah. They make her the slasher uh, the last few minutes of the yeah movie. And, I mean, it, it it's so cool to think about, even to the point of, did she plan Michael Myers to get to get uh, released from jail or something like that? Did she have something to do with the bus overturning? Because there is a weird cut in between. Um, you remember we see Michael Myers leaving in the bus? Uh-huh. Yeah. The, uh, we see Michael Myers leaving in the bus. Mm-hmm. The scene shows Laurie Strode like screaming in the car. Yeah. And she's like... She's, and, she's, she's, and she sees she's his there. And she's there. She's and on like, the premises watching the van leave. Yeah. So we don't exactly see how what happens with the van, you know? Mm-hmm. And we just cut... I to, hate that because it just felt like it was just like, well, of course this would happen. Yeah, but... Of course. Well, I, I mean, do we have to see the... Uh, hmm? Do we have to see the release, you know, that happen? I feel like the doctor had something to happen that had something to do with it, you know? I mean... The, the doctor was on the bus when he got shot um, by the kid. 
you remember? And, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you fucking dude just, don't shoot! <laughs> Why are you going to jump up like this? Like a moron. Yeah. There's, like, a, there's a scary kid with a gun, and your first thing that you your first up. thing you do is to jump into the air, <laughs> screaming "Don't shoot!" Yeah, like freaking. The kid clearly doesn't know, you know, like that there's anything to be scared of when the bus wrecks. So it was kind of odd to me that he shot the doctor. I mean, it's a kid, and he's using a gun. I don't know. I, know. I, I was just like, but I it it was kind of expected in my opinion. Um, that music was fucking tight. Oh, I loved it. I loved the music. Was that music like... The music could give me chill bumps. Make you you gotta dance. and like... Definitely make you wanna dance. Oh my gosh. So, um, what else? Anything else regarding Halloween 2018? Um, what would make a successful sequel to the reboot sequel? What would you like to see in the next one, if you could think? I mean, granted, we're not writers or anything like that, but what makes this successful over other... What What's going to make this better than... Uh, we don't want to see a Halloween 2 through 10 again, you know? Yeah, no. What made this... What makes this work that didn't make the other ones work? I know the... I think having a character with uh, that Sarah Connor terminator-esque like ready for anything kind of deal mm-hmm. it just is badass and we're in a time where we want to see strong badass women yeah and we had three strong badass women in this uh the very end i think judy greer was not that great throughout yeah. most of it until the end i mean i don't i don't really know what they would do with it i don't know what they're gonna do i have no idea what can come after this like a, as, as like a what do you call it a sequel or a prequel or whatever. It's like a sequel to the sequel. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how they would do that, unless you just start showing three badass women going around hunting down crazy men. dudes. Yeah. Well, that turns them into sort of a vigilantes, but I mean, I headhunters. I. I would love to see, like, a Freddy versus Jason versus Michael versus, like, some sort of shared universe. I think all of these characters are very... If two of them are... With the granddaughter and her mom who were like, we're going to kill all you fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be kind of badass. It would. And they have, like, a crazy lore. Like, we saw how the father went down. It's like, they killed our husband and my father. It's like, we're we're here for blood. I mean, it sounds like it could be a really dope... Because I mean, we honestly we got nothing. We don't. We know nothing of like how. The end. Yeah. The thing like, is, hold on. Like your husband and your dad are dead, and y'all were like, y'all were gonna do what now? Like what now? <laughs> like what? Are y'all not upset? Well, well, it's like you're up. You should be upset. And Michael's. You burned down. You burned down the trap house. And oh, well, it's it's like a trap. That's a house. Yeah. But you burned it down, and now Michael's still out. How do we know that though? But just because of the breathing? (laughs) We don't know if he got out. He got out. We did not see the body. We did not see the mask. But then how the fuck did he get out? (laughs) He probably Hulk smashed right through the bottom and it caved in or something crazy, you know? Okay, so one thing. Having... Making that much money 
$77 million on the first weekend, you're going to have a sequel. It's just inevitable. Yeah. The thing is, this was just so good, I don't know if we can sustain another one. Uh, yeah. But there's... We got the horror. We got the comedy. We got the suspense. We got we, we, we got it all. So, I think we did a pretty solid wrap-up. Uh, trying to remember anything else that we needed to talk about. I know we've been doing this a lot longer than we said we would. I know, but it's it's worth it, right? I want it's worth packing. it. Oh, <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> all right. Um, anything else? That, anything you didn't like? Uh-uh. The podcasters? I thought that plot line was dropped. Now, I mean... They could have said something smart about podcasting, like getting fucking too close to a serial killer and yelling at him. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. What was his name? Shut up! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like... I don't know. I was like, these people um, deserve to die. After I love the kid. The terrible podcasting, recording in the car, that is not going to sound good. Uh, yeah, the kid. The kid was amazing. I, I talked about him. I think his name was Jab- Jabal? Jabral? I don't know. But, um, excellent kid. I'm pretty sure in the first podcast you called him Jabriel. Jabriel? It's Gabriel. Gabriel, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Alliance. Did I call him Gabriel? No, Gabriel? you said Jabriel. It's with a J. I don't care. Look, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> it's with a J. I know. I, whenever I listened to that, to your part of it, I was like, no, he didn't. No, he did not. Oh, Just say my that gosh. kid's name. I am sorry about that, Gabriel, Jabriel. You're now Jabriel. You've been upgraded to Jabriel by the Lucky Dog Podcast, certified. Giving out nicknames left and right. I like Jabriel better, honestly. It was uh, a little bit... It was more unique, I guess, is what I would say. Um, Make sure you're typing in Halloween 2018. I did, but it's not showing. Oh, goodness. I don't know about Jabriel. Did I seriously say Jabriel? You said something that wasn't wasn't right, babe. Oh, my gosh. Well, I apologize to... That fantastic actor, he he brought us a lot of laughs. <clears throat> um, this is why I always say you got to use Jabriel. See, <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you, you, yeah. What I tell you? What Jabriel? I like? What? what I tell you? What did I tell you? What's his name in the movie? I don't know. We see him for like two scenes. What's his name? It's underneath the... Julian. Julian. Okay, so... Julian is his name. Julian in the movie is excellent. He, him and... Is his he name Jabril? A... <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I say it like that? What do you mean? I, it's either Jabril or... Gabriel. That can't be Gabriel. Uh, that's what I said. It's not, <laughs> it's not Gabriel. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sorry. You're fired. Sorry. All right. Anyway. It. All right. I'm he sorry. He was Gabriel. fantastic. Yeah. Julian, excellent. Uh, seeing Dave get killed, kind of funny. Um, Dave, you're going to die. Dave, you're going to die. Uh, the, the father. I thought the father was oddly funny mm. in the movie. He aggravated me. Really? Yeah. Just because he, just like he didn't know how to fuck to act or something. Uh, apparently he's a voice actor, so he's he's on a lot of, you know, 
animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything else? What are we watching? What are you watching? The Haunting in Connecticut or something like that? What is it called? The Haunting on the Hill House? Apparently, The Haunting is, of Hill House. Apparently, this is uh, based on an older series, Hill House. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? <gasps> you have not. House of Haunted Hill is uh, something we've been watching. What is it? The Haunting of Hill House? What is it? I don't know what the hell we're watching anymore. <laughs> this podcast is going straight off the rails. Anyways, raise your subscribe. Look at our podcast. You know what to do. Check us out in the show notes. Kelly, thank you. Thank you for having me. Anything else? I didn't give you a closeout. No. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't have anything to say. Gabriel. 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 <laughs>